United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Priscilla Ann Clapp is a U.S. diplomat who served as Chief of Mission in Burma from July 1999 to August 2002. She's currently Senior Advisor to the U.S. Institute of Peace and the Asia Society. She's a retired Minister Counsel in the U.S. Foreign Service here to discuss what is going on in Myanmar. Priscilla Ann, good morning. Good morning. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to have you. The headlines are just so grim out of Myanmar, particularly we learned with little surprise that that detained U.S. journalist uh, says he was tortured. Seems credible. Um, and, and the violence just seems out of control. It is. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the military coup that was that, uh, that took place on the 1st of February has brought monumental tragedy to the country's 52 million people. There's no question about it. Um, After 10 years of relative freedom, elected government, remarkable progress in building vibrant civil society and democratic institutions, the majority of the population is now adamantly refusing to return to the corrupt, predatory military dictatorship that ruled the country for the previous 50 years, if you can imagine that. Yeah, 50 years during which the people had, you know, no freedom. They couldn't speak out. Uh, they were routinely imprisoned for for crimes real or imagined, um, often related to speech or criticizing the government. So just 50 years of solid oppression. They finally get yeah. a little taste of freedom. And, and you can hardly blame them for not wanting to go back to that. Yeah, and it's driven really by a, a, by a lust for power and money on the part of the military leadership. They really are predatory, and they believe, uh, they've brainwashed themselves to believe that uh, <clears throat> that they are the only institution that can save the country, um, when in fact they're, they're bringing it to the edge of chaos and, and fail state status. Um, <clears throat> the military leadership thought that by staging this coup, they could gain control of the country rather quickly after just a few weeks of street protests. But when the civilian protests persisted beyond a month, the military began to panic and they sent battle-hardened troops into the cities to target unarmed civilians with battlefield weapons. Uh, and, and, and they sent snipers to actually assassinate the, the, uh, the protesters on the streets. The deliberate assassination of unarmed protesters eventually drove many of them to take up arms to protect themselves. As a result, the country has now descended into chaos and widespread indiscriminate violence. It's a real mess. Um, and, people and the are military is up, not yeah. going to re- regain power. Um, now, uh, it was, it's been a while, but we had spoken recently on the show about how China, in a way, sort of benefited from unrest in Myanmar. And, the, and they, they, they weren't fomenting it but they also weren't intervening. But what's their posture now? Well, I wouldn't say necessarily that they have benefited from it. They would like to benefit from it, Mm. but I don't see how they can Mm -hmm. because their designs on the country were largely economic. They hoped to um, forge roads and and corridors through the country to the Indian Ocean so that they could... um, uh, build the the southern southwestern part of china which is landlocked 
Um, but they can't do that unless they have relative calm in the country, and they don't have that. Furthermore, the people uh, are are blaming the Chinese for, for supporting the military in, in staging this coup. And so the Chinese themselves in the country have become targets of, of violence by the protesters. So they're not safe there anymore. And furthermore, the COVID virus mm. is just the, the Indian variant of COVID has hit the country very strongly and it's spreading rapidly. The military has abandoned any attempts to really inoculate or, or protect the population and health workers um, from the hospitals have gone on strike against the military government. So you have you have a, a, a broken health system, um, and and it's it's spreading rapidly towards China and Thailand. And the Chinese are really quite afraid of this. They're erecting fences along the border right now to try and keep people from coming into China illegally, and the and the Thai have closed their borders as well. So it's it's a, a it's a bad situation for the Chinese when you look at the at the object um, conditions on the ground in in Myanmar. It's not going to be possible for them to stage these huge uh, economic projects that they wanted to to run in the country. So I'm not sure that they win this in the end, mm. and they're almost stuck with an albatross around their neck right now. Because the the chaos in Burma is spilling out over the whole region of Southeast Asia, you know it borders on on five countries, big countries: China, India, Bangladesh, Thailand, um, and little little Laos. But um, but all of these countries are are really quite scared about what's going on in in Myanmar. It's just such chaos, and and they don't really know what to do. Um, they're They've tried to talk to military leadership and and tell them that they need to restore uh, elected government, but they're 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 meeting deaf deaf ears. The military absolutely refuses to to accept any any form of negotiation. So um, it, we're stuck. We're stuck with this situation for the foreseeable future. Uh, is the U.S. going to get involved in any meaningful way? Well, we are. We're, you know, we're a half a we're a world away. I mean, this is exactly the other side of the world from the United States. So, our our means of access and influence there are really quite limited. Um, it's it's the neighboring countries that have the most influence. Um, we are working with this administration is is working very hard with allies in the region and Europe and in international institutions to try and isolate the military as much as possible from um, <clears throat> financial systems and, and, um, and extended power and to support the opposition. Now, the opposition is, has organized itself into a national unity government, uh, joining forces with other ethnic minorities uh, who have their own armed forces, and, and they've been training some of their people to go back into the cities with with arms and military training fight fighting the military but this is just adding to the the spread of violence in the country it's really terrible um so you know and and thailand the the fighting and the refugees are spilling over into thailand uh and 
and other, and it will happen with other countries as well. Um, so the United States, the best we can do right now is support the opposition, try to help them um, restore uh, some form, some semblance of, of uh, governance in the country, but that's a, still a long way off. Looking for opportunities where we might find an opening for negotiation and working with other governments to shore up resistance to this military coup. Um, ultimately, we're going to have to step in and help rebuild the country. I don't think the military is going to win in the end. They've lost the population. They have no support from within the civilian population now, the majority of the civilian population. Um, the only ones that support them are ex-military, really. Um, and and it's it's just driven by by greed and, and lust for power. So, you know, it's not a winning strategy. Priscilla Ann Clapp is a U.S. diplomat. She served as chief of mission in Burma from July 1999 to August 2002. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you very much. Great to talk to you. It's been my pleasure. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.